Picard in the shotgun. He's really struggling tonight. 3 of 14, 28 yards, and 5 interceptions. Picard takes a snap, rolls to his right, feels some pressure, throws across his body like a dumbass, and it's picked off. It's Jones. Jones going to go all the way to the end zone. Touchdown. Picard misses him, and he throws his sixth interception of the game. This one, a pick six. You're listening to the Picard Pick Six Show on Apple and Spotify. Here's your host, Scott Picard. Another episode, another winning week for the podcast. How you feeling? We're feeling great. Four one and one. That is a dub in my book. Let's go. And it, I'm gonna say this: if you're not following our picks right now, you're probably owing your bookie a lot of money. Why would you keep paying your bookie when you can download the Vookie app for free? Even if you gamble, look at you. You gamble. $100 a game, $25 a game, you're losing. You download the Vookie app, you bet, make your bets, you win free credits, you get free raffle prizes, Amazon gift cards, uh, Starbucks gift cards for free. And if you don't believe in our picks at this point, just just copy and paste our picks in the Vookie app, and you're going to see you wish you were betting real money at this point. You go 5-20 and 20 in the Vookie app, it's really five wins, no losses. Absolutely. It doesn't fucking matter. You feel matter. great. You feel great. But before we do, I got a surprise for us. Uh-oh. We got ourselves a surprise. Uh-oh. We got ourselves a couple of Hi. nooners. There we go. We're celebrating with a couple of nooners while we drink the Sounds podcast. Like, absolutely. And it's and it's honestly, Scott, it's a it's a big week for the boys. The boys are uh we're taking a little trip. We are. We'll be live. We'll be betting not just on apps, but we will also be live in Vegas for Alex Baxter party. Let's go. Cheers, Cheers to that, boys. brother. Ah, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a heck of a weekend. Um, not, I mean, not just with you know staying hot with the college football games, but yeah, we're also staying there all, all day Sunday. We're gonna we're gonna explore the NFL world. We and, are. Uh, it's gonna be great. I got two picks, and you should also listen to the Daily Chatter Vokey one because they they Ashley and, and Chaz do NFL. Um, Ashley really knows her her shit when it comes to that, so I would definitely. I told them to text me their picks or let me know when it's out because I would just be betting all those on Sunday. Absolutely. Unless they don't take the Patriots minus three, then I'm not fucking listening to them. Hey, I mean, <laughs> sounds like sounds like a good good play yeah. by me. Let's uh, get let's first of all let's recap this week. Hand up, me hand up. I'm gonna apologize. I said I thought the second best conference from top to bottom was the Pac-12, and they did not look good this week. They outside of UCLA. Outside UCLA, Washington lost to Montana at home. Tough. Oregon had a last second touchdown. Um, Cal lost to Nevada, but Nevada's very good. Carson Strong might might be the first quarterback taken in the draft. U U of A lost. Not a shocker there. Mm. They stink. They they do stink. Stink. (laughs) Um, But I'll say the most disappointing conference is the ACC. I mean, yeah, Clemson's. They're really. I mean. There's a couple things, you know. Obviously, Clemson just laid an egg. Didn't I mean the only touchdown in the game was a defensive score. Yep. Florida State did put on a good performance. I mean, if you even follow college football, the whole McKenzie Milton thing. I mean, you oh. at that point you put all bets aside and you're you're just cheering for the guy. If they put him in the second quarter, they win that game right? easily. I think if they start in that game, I mean, they, it's, they win it. Yeah. I mean, Solomon made a good point. Listen, he said maybe they started the, the running quarterback because the offensive line isn't as great, and they don't want Mackenzie Miller just sitting there just taking a beating and to see how they played. Um, yeah. But he he had like throw, their their freshman quarterback was like he threw like a have a dime. I'd be like whoa, and then he'd do something like 
dumb. Dumb. <laughs> like, what was going on? <laughs> yeah, like, Mackenzie Milton was awesome. I love. I, I thought they kept switching quarterbacks. It was like it looked like every series uh, different. What, whatever yeah. his first name, Travis. Whatever, whatever he came out. It was like it was like he didn't even do that the previous series. He'd made a great throw, boneheaded play. Yeah. It's just like I, there was. I mean, he's a freshman. Give him some time, but it's McKenzie Milton yeah. time in Tallahassee. Yeah, uh, the ace, Clemson struggled offensively, but let's, let's put this out there: Georgia and Clemson might have the two top defenses Absolutely. in the in the country. I, so like, it's tough to. It's this week. I've had a really hard time trying to figure out. You know, like when I'm looking at the Georgia line, the Clemson line, or or the oh, Alabama line, or the Miami against App State, is Miami really that bad, or is just Alabama just reloading? Like, yeah. like it's just I don't know how good is that de- those two defenses to like bet the Georgia line. Well, that's today. like when it's like Georgia. I think it was 26 and a half yeah. when I saw it last. Like, I mean, the offense that they showed scoring three points. I'm like, do they even score 26 and a half points against whoever they're playing? I don't know. I think that's why that line is even that because. You know, Clemson did have some, and I don't, I still don't think we pronounced DJ's last name right. So I'm just going to call him DJ, much like Kirk Herbstreet does. But DJ did, yeah, whatever. I call him Ugalele because it's But I think, you know, DJ did play for them last year when Trevor Lawrence had COVID and he did put up insane numbers. I mean, he 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 put up like 400 yards against Boston College. Yeah, which they're not, they're not good, but the, it's an average. It's an AC, average ACC team. team. Yeah, so five hundred is a lot. So that's why I'm like I'm a little more confident looking. You know, obviously I know we'll get into it a little later. I'm a little more confident in Clemson's offense versus maybe Georgia's offense because I still haven't been proven by Georgia's offense recently at all. But Georgia's defense lethal. Clemson's defense lethal. I mean, yeah. it's sad that came that game came down to a defensive touchdown because I would have loved to see like an offense actually go out and make a play but hey that's that's college football i think that's what makes it so exciting and hey that's a that's an exciting week one of college football oh yeah it it i mean acc miami got smacked unc lost to virginia tech um louisville on monday night was supposed to be like a middle of road team and they just got smacked by a middle of road sec team you know and then when i say middle of road like they're probably still they're good, uh, yeah. The but they're not—they're yeah. not a top twenty team right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I, I mean agree. that quarterback though, Corral. Corral he's, a stud. he's fucking. He, he reminds me of a better throwing Johnny Manziel. Like he slings, he yeah. slings the he ball. Sling it, he no. slings it and he, he runs kind of yeah. like him. And like he. I mean, it's moved. crazy that Lane Kiffin got into that and got a quarterback so quickly. I mean, it, it's exciting. I mean, their offense. I think. Their, their team total is going to be around 45 a game probably the entire year. And other other than when they play the Georgias, yeah. the, the Alabamas. Uh, two more things. Hand up, I was wrong. I thought Oklahoma's defense at front four, they fucking stunk. Yeah, that's – I mean, but you know what's tough is you look at Oklahoma last year. Obviously, it was COVID year, so you had no idea. But they stunk the first two or three games. I think they went like one and two to start. They ended up winning the Big 12, and you're like – yeah. Why didn't you do this right away? Yeah, they, they, they always have these, they start off, I don't know. But they were also up like 30, it was a 30, 37 to 14 at half, and you're like, wow, this is going to be an absolute ass kicking. Well, and then it, they scored three points in the second half. I thought it was like Tulane, I have a problem, like Tulane had to leave. They were practicing like Alabama, they are passing like Houston. They, were, they weren't like at home for like weeks because of the hurricane. Like you should be able to smack that team. And they, they, they had to get a defensive stand at the end to stop. To, uh, fortunately. Yeah. Um, other than that, the last thing, I admit I was wrong. I couldn't have been any more right about Indiana. Yeah, you were right there. Yeah, like they, I, they gave me Minnesota vibes, like going to get smacked in that first game. And I mean, yeah, dude, that Minnesota Ohio State game seemed like it was so long ago. 
Yeah, it does. I, I mean, opening weekend's always so crazy because it's five straight days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, it's it's a lot of football. A lot of football. I mean, at 4-1-1, my loss was Notre Dame, which was up 18 in, like, the third quarter, and they were up 10. I think there was a roughing the penalty, a roughing the, a running into the kicker, which I don't know what you have to do to rough the kicker. I don't I think you have to hit the body. Yeah, so. Not the leg. So I was like, I thought they could go on score and that's over. And then the Ohio State game was, they were struggling early, but they ended up opening it up. Um, they had a fumble at the end. That they could have returned to have a yeah. backdoor cover, which would have been nice. Minnesota, but. Minnesota. I think if you're a Minnesota fan, I feel for you. Ibrahim out for the year. Yeah. That's, that's awful news, obviously, for them. It's going to be tough to even want to take Minnesota the rest of the year because they were, they looked, I mean, they were covering with, him in and yeah. he was a workhorse like 30 carries 150 well, they were, yards they were running all over Ohio he State. would have had 275 yards and he, they, I think they cover if he stays healthy personally but yeah. yeah it's it's I mean if we're looking at you know right or wrong I was wrong about New Mexico State I'm sorry I know I hate you and you I don't know what the I didn't watch the game I don't even know if I if that game was televised on San Diego ESPN State the they're minus 31 and they they're down 10 nothing at halftime. They end up scoring. They only win 28-10. Yeah. To me, it's like if they just played any somewhat even, decent football in the yeah. first half, they win that game. I, I just don't, I, I didn't see what happened, so I don't know. I just saw 10-0 at half, and I was pissed. I texted you. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say I was completely right, the most right. Week zero, I called that UConn quit on their coach prior to the season because yep. they didn't play last year. They showed the clip this last week. Literally, he put his hands that's into not, the that's huddle. Not, that's the defensive coordinator. Oh, that's the, the that's the, the guy taking over. Oh my god! Pounding <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like this. But I mean, you're talking about a team that's already quit. Like they they could he couldn't even huddle his guys. I mean, it's sad. It's really sad to see that, especially like when you know college sports. Even you know you go to UConn, you're obviously not a top recruit, but have some pride. Like have some like you know there's like one guy trying to like hype up that huddle, and everyone else is just like heads down yeah. looking away. It was painful to watch. Up, yeah, they go like thirty. So people don't know that the clip was. It, the coach, Stevens Corner, is like, "Come on, guys, pick it up, let's go." Hands in, and like, not one person, not one hand. hand was in. Yeah. It was, it was tough. It, tough luck. Edsel quits. Yeah, coach UConn, resign. UConn's going zero and twelve against the spread. Hot yeah. take. You heard it here first. Yeah. They're giving up fifty a game. Yep. Uh, so let's get into it. First, we'll we'll talk about this game because it has great implications on my future bet, and also it's the only game on Friday that has like any type of uh, some any type of like substance. I guess we have Coastal Carolina. Uh, against Kansas, and the reason why I have it is because I have Kansas over a win this year, and they're at one and zero. So if they somehow pull off a major upset, not I, so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I hit my over already. I'll say this: all my teams for my over under are doing really well. Rutgers is one and zero. Could go two and zero this week. Um, BC won. Uh, oh, remember I said the BC game was like they were minus forty eight and a half, and the over under was like fifty two and a half. Yeah. So if the game ended forty nine fifty or fifty one zero, it covers. But if you just bet. Uh, Colgate and the over, as long as like one, you, one half sin, less it's those three scores, 51 nothing. Wow. Vegas is great. Vegas, it's, it's unbelievable. Vegas knows. Yeah. But Coastal Carolina, Kansas, I mean, I don't, Kansas stinks. They took, it took, they had a last second touchdown to beat um, South Dakota. Uh, and Coastal's, Coastal's quarterback, I mean, last year he was a freshman. Yeah. He's and he good. was the conference player of the year. I mean, if you watched that Coastal game, I mean, Gosh, I can't even tell you who they played now. That felt like eternity ago as well. But that first half, they I think they're up 31-0 at half. I mean, they were just scoring every possession. They they look good. It's Kansas at Coastal. Yeah. I don't I mean, that's 
I'm going to get into that. It's one of my picks for the week, but I think uh, I think Coastal moved, is very, very it's good. It's moved from minus 25 to minus 27. No, I actually saw it at, it was at minus 28, it's at minus 25 and a half right now. I saw okay. it at minus 25 and a half when I was when was this? prepping this morning. Actually, this just when I came here just now. 12 hours ago. Okay. So I saw it at 25 and a half. Okay. Just before this podcast started. Um, which That's what I had the other day. I think Kansas could potentially cover that. But, I mean, I'm going to get into it. I think Coastal first half is a lock. They put in their backup quarterback so early. I, I think they even played their third-string quarterback. I don't know. I just saw three quarterbacks in the, in the box score. Um, I think Coastal, Coastal, you know, I think Coastal's in the same boat as your schools like Cincinnati, your, your group of five. They, they know they're playing for essentially one spot. And they have to run the table, and they have to look very impressive at all. Like, they, there can't be a doubt, especially when they're playing, like, I mean, no offense to Kansas, uh, bad teams. It's yeah. just they have to look good at all. They, they just can't flip up. That's why, I mean, I love – I don't know. The Cincinnati line I haven't even seen out yet. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of these aren't out right now. But I'm on the Barstool Sports book. It's minus 25 and a half. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say wait, that's just a lot. That's a it's big a of, spread. Yeah. Spread like you get up thirty one. Like you see a lot of these teams cover big spreads cover the first half and then they just ease up yeah. in the second half and then and they don't cover. So like I like first half there. First half, yeah, it'll probably be what thirteen. Yeah, 13 I, I, I I put them at thirteen. I think it's right with twenty five and a half. It's usually the thirteen will 14, be yeah yeah it'll be thirteen or thirteen and a half if that line stands. Um, I like coastal there. All right, now we get into, I guess, let's call it the biggest game of, of the weekend, probably, Ohio State-Oregon. Um, there's two games that I think yeah, they're talking about. Games, two but. big games. with this one, um, I mean, Ohio State started off slow. looked like they picked it up. Chris Olave, best, probably the best receiver right yeah. now in college football. CJ Stroud looked like he didn't lose a step. Oregon struggled. Uh, they didn't look so great. And... Oregon got lucky to win. It's not even that they didn't look great. They got lucky to win. And Anthony Brown didn't look that great, um, but they lost. They don't, we don't know if uh, Kayvon uh, Thibodeau is going to play, uh, the yeah. defensive player, which he got, he got hurt. So we don't know. That's a game-time decision. So that's a huge loss for them. I, I want to put on the record I was right about Oregon. When, yep. Because last week I was like, man, Fresno State, they look good. I know they didn't play anybody. But I think their offense can at least keep it. I think the spread last week was 20 and a half. And I, I liked them. And you're like, no, Anthony Brown, he's from Boston College. And you're such a homer that I knew I should have just taken Fresno State. I just think, I, I mean. As I watched the game, they were up 21 to 6. And then there was like a fluke, like third and nine that they got. It, they, it just one play. But uh, it, that's why I think I might be, if I were to, I'm staying away from this game. But if I were to bet. Maybe like Oregon because one they can run the ball, and I just I like Ohio State because I think you can't compete with a. I don't think Oregon can if Thibodeau's out. I don't think Oregon can compete with Ohio State for four full quarters. Yeah, those wide receivers are unbelievable. I'm yeah. What I'm hoping with a lot of these teams that like played close games is that they just like got get their get their shit together yeah. and they're like, all right, here are our flaws. Here we didn't open the yeah. playbook. Here's some wrinkles, and now we can adjust to what like works and what doesn't, yeah. and all this. And stuff. That line did start, I think, at ten and a half. So it's it been started moving. out ten before the Oregon game when Ohio State won. They had it at ten. It came I out saw like it on at like ten and a half. The first week, the first I think it was Sunday morning. I saw it at ten and a half. 
And then it's moved. I think I looked 12 hours later and it was at 13 and a half. I think yeah. it's at 14 and a half right now. That's I, I'm staying away. I mean, I actually, I say I'm staying away, but I'm probably going to bet it just because I'm in Vegas and it's a 9 a.m. game. So, I mean, it won't else? be, it won't be my pick. Uh, one, yeah. I will, I'll probably, depending on what I do on the Cowboys, Bucks, and the Coastal Carolina game will be tentative on how many picks I take in Vegas, but I'm not going to give that out to you because I don't have a play. Yeah, not confident, um, but I want to watch with some, some, some skin in the game. Yeah, next game we got, who, who's most likely on my card, it's going down actually. It was at 29 when I saw it. It's at 27 and a half. That's Florida versus South Florida. South I, Florida stinks. They, they got smacked by NC State by 45 to nothing. They didn't even put up a point. That's, yeah. Florida struggled. They bench. They benched their quarterback. I said this in the preseason. I said he wasn't that good. People were high on him. He was like, I think, top 10 quarterback in the Heisman. Uh, I think you're looking at, I think you're looking there at a, obviously they got to figure out their quarterback situation, but I think you're kind of going back to, you're alluding to the point where they, you know, teams got to figure it out. I think they figure it out and South Florida is just so bad. Here. It's Emory Jones. He was like, I know a lot of people took him thinking like, damn, Mullins, all this stuff. He stunk. I said this last year. He he couldn't beat out Felipe Franks at Florida. And that guy was not good. It's like this five-star recruit dual threat. This freshman came in and he just lit the world on fire. And I, I think um, I think they should play him. So that's what I'm worried about. I think because they're playing South Florida, they might stick with South Emory Florida, I mean... They're going to stick with Emory Jones, which gets me nervous. They might start slow. I think if they just play the freshman, they're up 45 yeah. It's like uh, I think I think I've, that is one of my plays is Florida, minus 28. I think it might be 27 and a half now. I don't I might go. If, if, but if, I'm also am going to look heavy into second half. If that game is at even at all close or they've only put up 14 points in the first half, I think you replicate what happened last week. They make a change and they put pedal to the metal. Wasn't it? Was it the Florida game where they were going like four verts in the fourth I, quarter up 25 or whatever? I, the, if the freshman, if they announce, Damon says the freshman quarterback starting, I'm going first quarter, first half game in Vegas. Wow. But I can't make that pick now. I'm on the minus 27 and a half right now. When it was at 29, I was like, ooh, that's more than four touchdowns. Now it's under that 28 number. I like it a lot. Um, so that's, that's definitely yeah. one. And of South Florida is, I think, awful. I think they're a step better than UConn football, but they, I mean, NC State, don't get me wrong, I think NC State's an 8-4 and four team. I was high on them uh, early in the year. I think they're going to be one of those silent teams that they sneak in and out of the top 25, uh, might get an upset here or there. They're not 45-0 to zero good. I mean, I didn't see yeah. that at least. So I think Florida puts up 50 points, assuming they figure out their quarterback situation. I don't see USF scoring more than... 10 points, 14 points. It's a couple touchdowns, maybe 14. Yeah, so yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at like a 48 to 14 game, get out of there, cover by a touchdown. Yeah. Get the get the boys some money in Vegas. Yep. <laughs> then we move to the game I don't really have a feel on. Um Notre Dame Toledo. They would Notre Dame did not play well. Obviously, Brian Kelly's fucking comments is like at the end of. Well, the problem with the comments are like he had a person die, a former like work student. So I think that's what the sensitive part is. Obviously, I think well, I was listening to Mike Golick Jr., who like played for him and stuff. He is like, um, if you knew anything about the quote, it's like from it, it's an old quote, and he was more trying to make uh, fun of himself. 
Um, I mean, but he, the, the delivery, I should say, of the joke did not come off. It's also just 2021. You can't, you can't say that anymore. Um, and, and for those of you that don't know what we're referring to at the end of the game in the post game, he talked about how his team didn't execute the second half well. And he said at this point, he wanted to execute, execute his yeah. players, um, in a joking manner in the press conference. Obviously he was trying to backpedal and, and was like, guys, it was a joke. Like it was, it was just a, it was just a. Like a, a saying, really. Yeah. I mean, by no means does he feel like that. But I think I think you look at Notre Dame that this they cannot have a good week at practice. Like there is no way they probably did Monday because they had a Sunday game. Monday film, Tuesday they probably work are working their asses off as we record this. I see them going out and just. I mean, they were up eighteen. Yeah, eighteen, and they kind of just stepped off the gas. Who? That on that, the road too in a pretty tough environment. That safety for Notre Dame, number fourteen. He is so fucking good. Yeah, he remind he was like playing like Ed Reed. He went across the field like forty yards yeah. for an interception. It's one of I the th- best I college think, defensive plays I've ever seen. I think you look at Notre Dame. I don't I don't know who Toledo played this week, but I don't think it was anything impressive who they beat. I think Notre Dame just waxes them. It's not my pick, but I am betting that in Vegas, just because I think it's one of those cases. Where a very, I think they are a very good team. I think Jack Cohn is a stud. I mean, the fact that Wisconsin, I know we'll get into that. I think I think you're looking at a team that they are going to go pedal to the metal. They're going to step it up. They're at home. I think they cover easily. I think what was the line you said? Sixteen and a half. Sixteen and a half. I would I would take it to the grave. I think that's a a, a lock. Actually, I might even put that. I might even put that in the t- pick six at this point. I will say this. I, I was wrong about Grant Mertz. I, I don't know if it's Grant Mertz, but Jack Cohn was at Michigan, and he looks like he never played at in Wisconsin. The big, at Wisconsin, sorry. He was at Wisconsin. It looked like he never played in the at Wisconsin the way he was playing at Notre Dame. If I'm a quarterback, watching what, what just happened with him and then seeing Grant Mertz, who's like a four-star recruit, coming out of the highest recruit they've ever had at quarterback, and watching him not be able to throw the ball 14 yards, like I said, I will say this. I would never go to that school. Why would you go to Wisconsin to play quarterback? Like, it just looks like that you get worse when you get there. It also doesn't help when you throw on third and long. Every run, run. Run, and, run. And then they, everyone the, yeah, in the country knows. Yeah. yeah they're like, so predictable with their play call. It's it's unbelievable. I would never, if I was a quarterback, I would I never go there unless it was like a two-star recruit. It's the best school I could go to. It's. In, I mean, yeah, Wisconsin, I mean, you're looking at a team that, uh, historically speaking, they provide running backs that just put up 150 a game, and they're they're – QBs work the play action, brutal play calling. Didn't didn't turn it over in the red zone a couple times. Yeah. Um, sloppy, sloppy. They're and speaking of what we talked about earlier, they're a tough team to to want to even bet on second week on a big spread because you're like, you didn't even prove that you can. I bet, I bet the over in that game because everyone <laughs> was talking about how it's the easiest under ever, and I was just like, all right, if everyone's saying this, it can't be that easy. Um, so I was just like, I'm just going against everyone in the public right now. And I took the over, which is obviously stupid because I know like people are like, oh, the public's on this and this is on this. Like it works in your favor. But like sometimes it, sometimes it public's just right. People are just right. Um, and they also miss like, there's like three missed field goals, an extra point miss. It's like kick, big 10 football. Kickers are the worst. Kickers. Uh, week so, one conclusions. The kickers stink. Yeah, they are not good. Uh, <laughs> talk about a bad beat. If I had Ken State. Oh. They get, a ch- they get a chance to kick a field goal to go 
They're down 31. I think it's 29 and a half. 29 and a half. 29 and get, to 30. With three to minutes left, they kick a field goal. Miss. Miss. They get the ball back on a questionable call. They get the ball back. Miss another one with two seconds left. Yeah, that was like 35 20, yards. Yeah, I think both were 26 uh, yards. Just like that. so painful. Uh, I mean, I... I've watched a group is a video on on Twitter where the group was in Vegas and they all had um A and M. They all had A and M and they all went berserk. Yeah, I mean, have. that's awesome. I mean, that's a dream right there. You, oh. you hit, you get lucky as shit. But yeah, I mean, kickers stink. Especially, I mean, if if D one can't have kickers, like I don't expect much out of like Kent State. But it's just painful when your bets are coming down to extra points being missed, chip shot field goals being missed like twice. It's just it's painful. I feel for you. We've all been there. Rub some dirt on it and get back up and yeah. place another uh, bet. Speaking of the team that played Wisconsin, Penn State, who defense looked very good. Offense didn't really look that though. They had a new offense quarter there. I thought they were gonna look a little better. They looked sloppy. I, I think, honestly though, it I feel like in Big Ten they, they kind of try to mirror each other. So it's still one possession game. So teams are gonna quickly just they're, they're gonna run the ball 7,000 times. They're going to, like, try to limit mistakes and not play, not take gambles. If a team ever gets down two possessions, I think they start trying to open up and then the other team in return. I think, I think it goes back to what our point we made last week, too, is is they, you know, Penn State, Wisconsin, like, opening up the season against each other, that's not, they're not doing each other a favor. It, they, don't, they don't get into any rhythm, especially when you're talking bringing in new players, new coordinators, new systems. It makes it a whole lot tougher. And, and so it's, it's tough because I, as a better I like to see those week one games where they're meaningless and it's 55 to 14. I like to see if their offense can click what they, cause then they can open up the playbook, but then they get reserved. They're playing scared. They're playing in these one possession battles in meaningful games. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to know what they're, what's going to happen. Penn State has ball state at home. I isn't ball state pretty good. Well, ball state is pretty good. Um, I think they won nine games last year. I think year. they might be favored to win their the conference, the MAC. Yeah, um, a little action, baby. Yeah, I, I like Ball State in this situation, not be, also because I think they're a good team, but I can see it. Penn State coming off the big win. Guys are all celebrating, doing the jump around, coming back home. Oh, we got this big win. Starting out slow. Maybe Ball State catches a break. It's up like seven three at the end of the first quarter. And it just all of a sudden you're playing with, you know, like basically because it's 22 yeah. and a half, playing with like a 26 point lead. So I can see them like winning by 14, 17. I could also see it, you know, they're up, they're up 24 and Ball State goes down and scores like a last minute touchdown, you know, to cover and they just run out the, run out the clock. I, I like Ball State in this situation. It's so tough to, to know how teams are going to respond when they have a big win, especially on the road, and then they go home and they play a team that they're supposed to kick their ass. It's just so tough because, to your point, like, yeah, I think they're going to do all that. You know, I think they're going to come back and they're going to lay an egg. But then maybe it's just like maybe that just kickstarts them and they're like, yeah, we can, we can, you know, get to 8, 9, 10, 11 wins this year. Like, you know, you just don't know, especially this early on. It's so tough to say. I do, but to your, I think Ball State's – and I think they're, they were good last year and they're supposed to be good this year. I don't know much about who they retained and who whatnot, but that's a lot of points. I'll I'll, I'll take a very good MAC team getting twenty something points. Yeah. Um, even though it's again, this is a problem with the Big Ten plays. They're, they're two some of their better teams are playing each other early on. Is you don't they both Penn State and Wisconsin could end up eight and four for all I know this year. 
right? And this could be a close game against Wall State. We don't know. Yeah. And, and if I let him watch play some, like, not even cupcakes, but if this game was week one, you'd have an understanding of how good Penn State is, and then they play Wisconsin. You, you yeah. just get a better it's gauge. Just, it's different. I mean, yeah. it's, it's completely different because you truly have no idea. And, yeah. I'm leaning Ball State. That's actually on my card. I'm going to be taking it. Um, next one, we have Texas A&M, who barely cut or not barely, but like, you know, 31 points. But barely I can't covered, say, though, but they yeah. barely covered. It was a sloppy game. The offense didn't look too great. The defense looked very good. I mean, the SEC might have three of the top 10 defenses in, in college football with, with A&M. Uh, Outside of Clemson. I mean, I mean, Oklahoma's defense obviously major letdown there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you look in the Big Ten. I know it's Kent State, but you still they still like they might have a top like a top defense. Or they do have a top defense, I think, even though it's Kent State. And but the SEC in the SEC, they might give up some points to Alabama to make them not in like that point differential. Like, yeah. but in the playing like the Ole Miss of the world and stuff like that, it might might not. But um, they're playing Colorado. They're favored by seventeen. Uh, it's at Colorado. I don't. I don't know much about Colorado. I feel like they're that team in the Pac-12 that like. Here's what I just don't know much about. And I, they're they're not they're not a great team. They're not supposed to be a great team this year. They're not supposed to be that good. Um, Texas A&M should easily handle them, but Texas A&M is like a top five team going into Colorado. Colorado does have one of the better. Like if they do sell that crowd, they do like these blackouts. They have like the the Ralphie. Yeah, they, they do have a good home. It's a great college town, yeah. a good home field advantage. Yeah, you're playing at altitude. Uh, I mean, I just think there's a lot of things. Like for some reason, I always see um, Colorado always like pulling off an upset at home in, in, in a spot. I think they beat. What's the spread? Seventeen. I can see A&M going in there and be like, hey, we didn't play as well as against Kent State. Like, we should have beat them by more offense. And then just going in there and running it down their throat and not letting them score. I could see that, too. I don't really have a read on this, so I'll, yeah. I'll probably stay away from it. I, I, I was looking at that, and I, I didn't have a read. I don't know much about Colorado. And I feel like Texas A&M, it, they are good. I just don't know how good yet. I mean, yeah. they didn't have – they didn't look overly impressive against Kent State. Like, their offense, like you said, wasn't like, wow, that – they could do what they want when they wanted, and they just kind of let the, you know, yeah. get, you know, foot off the gas. But if I had to lean something, I would lean Texas A&M on the road just because I don't think Colorado is supposed to be anything special, but I, I'm staying away. Uh, this is, I think, on both of our cards. Georgia UAB. I just don't know how someone, how UAB is going to score against Georgia. Yeah, unless they have like, unless they have like a, a they trick score play. a trick play or something crazy happens. Like, I don't know if Clemson can't well, score. Like, how is UAB going to score? Now, could they let down? Be like, oh, we just beat Clemson. They're coming off a high, but it's only. I mean, I could see like second half at the blowout, second uh, third stringers get in. Here's what I'm. Who's better, Georgia or Penn State? Georgia. Who do you think's better, Ball State or UAB? Ball State. So one's a 22-point spread and one's a 24-and-a-half. That, like, in my brain, doesn't make fucking sense. Um, I think UAB might be decent, actually. I, you know, I, know, I know that. I think they're favored. They might be favored. Or- I would be really interested to see what the first-half team total is for UAB. I don't know. if you, I mean, that's not going to come out in for a couple more days. But think about it. Like, it's got to be under. It's got to be the over-under. has got to be set at three. Georgia 
is 34 and a half total points. UAB, UAB is nine and a half. So first half's probably five. I That's tough. I mean, I think Georgia definitely. The over under is 45 and a half. Like Georgia could score 42. It could be if, 42 if the offense is like JT Daniels looked like they, their offense looked crap. Yeah, not having, you're not talking about a great defense. Yeah, played. not having uh, the wide receivers there. Like obviously they, they could open up. They could expand a little bit now. Um, so I, again, I could see them. It's tough. It's tough to. I mean, you can't bet against Georgia in this situation. But it's tough because you just have no idea. Like, are they going to be happy scoring thirty-five points? Are they going to be happy scoring twenty-eight points? Are they, are they going to? You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, well, let's say it's. You know, 28-3, start of the fourth quarter, do the reserves go in and on defense and they give up a touchdown. Do they, you know, it's just. But I also think, like, when you have that good of a defense, like, your reserves are all, like, five-star recruits. <laughs> For sure. No, I agree. It's just tough because, I mean, their offense should click. Yep. I just don't know. I mean, you're to feel comfortable in that game, you're wanting them to score 42 points. Yeah. I just, I just can't. Envision UAB scoring more than 10 points. So that's where I'm at. Uh, so, so I think it sounds like you're taking UAB taking, under t- under <laughs> <team> total. <laughs> I uh, moving, moving on to the, I guess, another, the other big game of the uh, year. We got in-state rivals, Iowa State and Iowa. It opened up at three and a half. It's now to five right now in favor of Iowa State. Iowa State's at home. Now, Iowa looked very good against Indiana. I did say that I thought Indiana stinks and they're over or overrated coming in. I thought they're going to win seven, maybe eight games this year. They were not going to be a contender in the Big Ten. Um, but Iowa looked like they dominated them. It's in Iowa State. All right. Iowa State looked like trash. They scored 16 points. I think they beat Northern Iowa by 16-10. But it feels like Iowa State always in their first game just, like, comes out strong. Sometimes they lose that first game. But they looks, they lost to ULL last year to open up the year. But they always struggle in that first game for whatever reason. Everything's leading towards the lines moving, leading towards, like, oh, Iowa State played better. Nor- Iowa, or Iowa played better. Iowa State played like shit. They played a better team. Um, we should go with Iowa. That's making me fucking think. I'm going with Iowa. I'm not going with Iowa State. See, I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I said preseason I think Iowa's re- going to be really good this year. Um, you know, they, they are Nebraska's rivals, so I do get to see them, peri- you know, periodically. And, you know, I do follow that Big Ten West pretty pretty in-depth. I think Iowa's legit this year. I think, you know, everyone kind of pencils them in for 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Like, getting over the hump for them is 9-3. and three. I could see them being – I mean, they're – Obviously, they, they made Indiana look like a joke. Indiana couldn't even spell their jerseys right. Ridiculous. But I, I, Iowa State put up like 16 points on Northern Iowa. Yeah. No, everything everything, Everything really, points towards Iowa. That's why I hate it. And, so I'm going to take Iowa. <laughs> and that's why I'd be like, should I take Iowa State? That's why I'm going to stay away from this game because I have no feel um, for it. I, I think that my dumb brain says, oh, just bet Iowa State because everything's leaning towards that. It's too easy. But if Iowa goes, wins 23-16 or something, like a crazy game like that, or 23-17, and Iowa wins in Ames, I'm sitting there going, well, everything added up to beat for Iowa to win. Yeah, and they're getting points. Yeah, so, yeah, so why wouldn't you take that? So, oh, um, fun fact that I help you. 
10 of the last 15 games between these two, the underdog has covered. And six of the last nine meetings have resulted in six points or less. Love so, that. So if it gets to six, you know, if that number gets to six, I, I mean, I guess I'd hop on it from three to six. You give me six points with Iowa. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, here's the thing. Iowa State has the four best players at the, like, they have the best quarterback in the game. They have the best running back, best wide receiver, and maybe a best defensive player. Like, like they, they do have that going for them. Um, but, yeah, Iowa just looked very good. Um, so, here's a game I have no fucking idea. It's literally gone from eight to nine and a half. It's Miami-Appalachian State. I have no idea. I don't know. Alabama does this. I don't know how good Miami is because I don't know. How good Alabama how, is. How, how good Alabama is. They just look like they just reload. Alabama goes 12-0 and 0 this year, dominates everyone like they did with, like, Mac Jones last year. Then it's like Miami could go and go 10 and 2, and you'd yeah, be like, oh, they're a very good team. Or maybe Alabama's not that good, and, and Miami just stinks. Like, I have no idea. What's tough is that I think you, when you look at Alabama, they're always going to have athletes and are always going to just overpower you. I, you know, I, I see an ACC team like Miami struggling with that. I called it. I said, Derek King is not big enough. He's not fast enough. He's he not looked, a good enough quarterback. He, he, looks, he looked like he was limping. He look, yeah, I mean, obviously he's coming back from an injury, but he just he did not look like himself. And Alabama just literally manhandled their line. But they are in the ACC, right? ACC's, I mean, other than Clemson, like, ACC teams aren't going to have the size to match Bama. So it's tough. But then you're looking at App State, and you're like, they're pretty good, too. I mean, yeah. they're not like a, a a sleepwalk American conference team. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. It's tough. I hated how bad Miami looked, and I, I just... I hate Miami. I said that last week. I just hate them. I always will. I just think they think they're so good every year, and it's just not the case. Yeah. I have no feeling that. If Miami were to lose that game, it would be, oh, they just stink. They wouldn't be good. It wouldn't surprise me. So I'm staying away. Uh, next game, Wisconsin. They are minus 25 and a half right now. They, I'll say this. Who do they play? Eastern Michigan. And I'll just say this. This could be – they could go out there and win 31 nothing, 28 nothing, just pound the ball down Eastern Michigan's throat easily. They could win the game 17 nothing. for all I know. I have no – I don't know if – I don't know how good Penn State is. I don't know how good Wisconsin is based off that game. They look trash, but maybe Penn State's defense is really good. And, and Wisconsin just struggled offensively, but their defense looks very good. So can Eastern Michigan score points against them? I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I could very well see this being like a 31-7, 28-7 game. It's – I have zero feel. I – when we talked about the Penn State-Wisconsin game, I thought Graham Mertz was going to be the Graham Mertz that opened up last year pre-COVID, and that obviously wasn't the case. But then again, maybe Penn State's defense is really good. Maybe they just had a terrible game plan. I have no idea. It is Eastern Michigan, so it's obviously a completely different opponent – I'm staying away from this game. If there was a bet I would take, which I might when I'm in Vegas, I might look at first half. They have to prove something. They, I mean, I just I always go back to like when you come off these games, whether you, whether you play a bad team or a good team, and it doesn't go your way, like you have something to prove like immediately. Like it's like a tone setter. Even if you're playing in a game that's like 
is he's from Michigan. Nothing exciting. I need a smart person to create an algorithm, or not even an algorithm, just where I could just say four or five different criteria, and they can just give me the numbers. I want to see a top, a, a top 25 team losing a game, then the next week, what are their odds of covering? How many times have they covered the next week? Or when they play like an... In, a, not a great team, like an average yeah. team, you know, not a power five. A team. So like, spread. like a big spread game, like oh, something over like 17 or 20. How many times do they cover that game? Because yeah. that, that'd be a number if I could just be like, all right, how many times a top 25 team lost to another good team? And then the next week they play like a group of five FCS team. How often do they cover? I mean, there's I, people out there that do that. So I just need to know that. So I could be like, if it's like 65%, I'm just going to do every time a top 25 team loses and they play a group of five or not a great, not a ranked team or an average team. I'm just going to bet them if it's 65%. So Scott's looking for a guy. So if you're that guy, please guy. phone in. Or if someone just wants to pay me to do podcasts all day, I'll, I'll just go look at all the numbers. I just don't have time in my day. Scott's not a numbers guy. We'll, we're still looking a for a guy. guy. I'm a numbers guy. Uh, what do we have? Ne- like, here's another one. Like, minus 25, North Carolina versus Georgia State. Like, that's another one. They lose, uh, they lose a game. And they go and play some bum team. It, like, that they could easily. They, Sam Howell could be pissed. Is their pass rush as good? Is George State as good as Virginia Tech? No. So Sam Howell could actually could have a day. They, he's trying to put I up Heisman think, numbers, yeah. and their defense could hold them. I just don't know anything about North Carolina right now. In North Carolina, they did lose a lot of weapons, and their offense reflected that. So that's what concerns me about that spread. All right, this, no spread concerns me. This Texas minus six and a half right now on the road at it's Arkansas. Moved. It was at three to open. They just beat a ranked team. Maybe people think that ULL is not as good as Arkansas. I don't know in what world you would think that, though. But if ULL played... I would take... If ULL played Arkansas, ULL would be But favorite. what if it was in Arkansas? Maybe a little home f- field advantage? I don't know. I, Texas looked impressive. There wasn't really a point in that game where I was like, man, Texas really doesn't have a hold of this game. There really wasn't. I, I never felt like ULL even had a chance after the first 10 minutes I didn't think ULL even had a chance to cover to be honest with you I, I was like waiting for a moment in that game that things were going to flip and they just never did and Texas just kept piling on and scoring and I'm not, I'm not saying Texas is good I'm not saying they're a great team this year and like watch out for them in the Big 12 but like I think I mean the fact that this spread is less than the ULL spread like it's concerning to me I, I don't know what I'm missing that's Exactly what I'm, I'm. I just don't know. What, I know Arkansas is like a really good defensive player, their safety or something. But I'm like, what? What's one good defensive player going to do? Like, is he? He's not Aaron Donald. He's like a safety. Like, I just. I. I don't. I don't. Everything lines up here. Like this. This is more even more so than the Iowa game. Everything lines up here that like Texas should win by double digits. Yeah. Like I don't see. Like if you ran a simulation. I would be very interested to see, like, if they, these teams play 10 times, like, 7 out of the 10, Texas has to cover on the road. I mean, I, it's one of my picks. I'm taking Texas. I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know shit about Arkansas, but I know they're just always, like, a 6-6 six and six team in the SEC, which is the SEC, so it's still good. It, it just scares – it's just if, – if they win by double digits, I'm going to be fucking kicking myself in my – I mean, you dummy. You stupid yeah. idiot. It's a ranked team that just beat a ranked team at home handedly. 
Going to Arkansas. Now, SEC football is better home field than most other conferences For are. Sure. But it's also Arkansas. Yeah, it's, it's it, a bottom-tier Arkansas. Yeah. Bottom-tier tier SEC team. Yeah. Like, they're not – I mean, they're good. They get good players, don't get me wrong. But I, just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm missing, and I don't know enough. I didn't watch the Arkansas game. I just – I mean, when I saw the line open up at three, I was like, holy shit. All right. We got another in-state rivalry. Utah, BYU – in Provo, is now at seven and a half for BYU plus seven and a half for BYU. I think we differ on this. Yeah, we do. I, I mean, I watched the U of A BYU game, and U of A stinks. U of A is not good, and they made the BYU quarterback look bad. Obviously, new quarterback, you know, lost Zach Wilson. Tough to replace that. They only won by eight points, and I thought that was should have been like a 20-point blowout. I don't know. I mean, I know Utah didn't look good to start their game, but they kind of finished strong. I think Utah handles them. It's in Provo, though. That's like my only concern. 7-15 night game That's in Provo. That's my only concern. I mean, those Mormons are going to be jumping. They're going to be sober as a bird, but they're going to be jumping, and that's just concerning to me. I mean, there's... be high off chocolate milk. Yeah, I mean, at least if they're drunk... they. You know, you probably lose 5% to tailgating that don't yep. come in. They're going to be full capacity. They're going to be angry. They're going to be hyped up. It scares me. I think Utah wins. Do they cover it's that rivalry game? It's that's that. It's a rivalry game. That's what? Seven points? Seven points a lot in any rivalry game. Like, yep. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the, the difference. Like, because they are close enough. I think Utah played very poorly last week, and they finished strong. I like Utah minus seven. I'm going to bet Utah minus seven. It's not my pick six, but that is one of my picks for the week. I got seven and a half right now in the sports book. Oh, really? Seven and a half. Well, I would probably buy that down, to be honest, because that's – man, that's tough. It's tough. I don't think BYU is good, though. All right. We go on to, uh, I guess, another rivalry. USC-Stanford, 17 and a half right now for USC. They look good. They dominated San Jose State. Um, Stanford looked like dog shit. Yeah, I saw they, they were doing a two quarterback system. I saw they announced some one of the guys today won the job. Or how does anyone win that job? Yeah, I don't know. They're like, "Oh, we're committing to you." It's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I but like I, this is how my stupid brain works. I still think that like Jim Harbaugh is coaching Stanford, and they're forty-five <laughs> point underdogs to USC during like the two thousand like seven season, and USC comes in number one favored by, like, 40 points, and then Stanford just beats them. Like, like my brain still thinks, like, ooh, that Stanford team, like, there's still a chance that, like, a Stanford team could, could beat them because it's just Stanford always gives them fits sometimes. Well, the problem is is Stanford always has, like, one guy. Like, they're, you know, you look at that, Luck, McCaffrey. Love. Love. And I, now I just don't think they have anyone. Uh, it's tough because USC did look really good. And the fact that they'd like, you know, when you go into a two quarterback system, you're saying one, you're saying a couple things. First thing is, is that both of our quarterbacks stink. The second thing you're saying is that when you, when you actually decide to go with a quarterback is that like, we may stink a little less with you, but we still have zero confidence in you. There's an old saying, I don't know which coach said it, but if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. Yeah. That's it. It's, you know, that's, that's how I felt last year with Nebraska when they had, Martinez and McCaffrey, it's like, that means that, like, both, like, not one of these two, which are both, like, below average, could, like, separate themselves. 
it's not like they won last week. I, I mean, I think USC covers handily, but it is Stanford, and they always somehow like pull it, yeah. grab it out of their hat. But I think USC wins this game. Yeah the the thing you brought up last time was the court. If you have two quarterbacks, right? Both quarterbacks want to go in there and not make a mistake. And if you've had, if you're two quarterbacks, or you're going to a game with two quarterbacks right now. It's not like you have like. Johnny Manziel and Marcus Mariota in the back, like two absolute studs that are putting up numbers. Like you have two quarterbacks that can't win the job in camp, which means when they go in the game, they to me it doesn't they don't have that confidence of like I'm gonna go win this job because they had all off season to win the job every day yeah. in camp, and they seem like so like oh I gotta go in here he just turned it over I just gotta go make not make a mistake and that's not how you can play quarterback in in college football at a power yeah, five. I just don't see how Stanford competes if they're I mean I just don't think they're good to be yeah. honest. Last top 25 team is the local ASU. All I'm going to say is. It's a lot of points. 53 and a half. It's uh, over under in the spread is 32. I always say ASU just for whatever reason, like they didn't cover against Southern Utah. Um, they gave up like 14 points. The, they hit the under by, I think it was like a half. Actually, I like the over here. I think they struggled offensively. I was at the game. They struggled offensively. They didn't look like they were. Doing like they didn't, they didn't look like themselves. They got a couple turnovers on defense, but the, I think they're going to fix out the offense. UNLV is not that great. Are they better than Southern Utah? I think so. So, you know, maybe give them 14 points, but I could see um, 14, 70 points for, for UNLV, but I could see uh, Arizona State trying to put up, you know, a good 40 spot right yeah. here uh, again. So trying to like get that offense. The offense, the defense got a lot of turnovers. They got them inside the red zone um, on the first, like one of the first or second plays of the game. I just I can see that I just see say them see them scoring like 40 45 like trying to score like 40 45. I like it. So I I'll, I'll stay away from I'm saying away from spread. I just a lot of points and Yep. I think ASU I mean ASU gave up 14 to Southern Utah, so I think they can give up 14 again. Yep. All right, I guess that's it. Any other games you want to talk about? Um I think uh last game I want to talk about is the NC State Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. I think that's going to be a great game. Lines moving. I think NC State was started Opened up as dogs. Now they're two to two and a half point two favorites. Half, I just saw two and a half point favorites. Um, I think it'll be a great game. I think NC State looked obviously really good. I'm high. I'm higher on NC State this year. I'm not that I like even care, and I didn't take them in the future. I just think they're going to be like above, above average ACC team. I don't know much about Mississippi State. I think it's in Mississippi. Is it Mississippi State? Which is tough. Which they, is a tough place. They to were play. down thirty-one fourteen, I think, um, and they had a uh, against a bad team, and they had to make a, a killer. Uh, Unbelievable comeback yeah. and and a field goal miss at the end to to win. So they struggled. So that's another thing is like they struggled so poorly. Did yeah. they get caught off guard and just like didn't things going or as Mississippi State just not that good of a football team? Yeah. I don't I, know. And I have no idea either. And then as you say, played South Florida. Does that really prepare them? Like how good are they? If South Florida, you know, we don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I really, it's 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 an interesting game to me. It's a close line that's kind of moving, and um, you know, I think. It is a big game for, for both schools because, I mean, you look at it, Mississippi State going into the SEC play, like they're going to struggle. You know, NC State, they have an opportunity if they win this game. You know, I don't know if they play Clemson or not, but like ACC is just not that strong. So I think they can, you know, they win this game. Like you're looking at a nine-win possibility just depending on how their schedule lines up in the ACC play. Right. So We'll get into our pace. I have seven right now, so I got to eliminate one. I think I know which one I'm going to eliminate. I have so. nine, and, and I'm pretty pretty confident on my my six. So. All right, let's hear yours. All right, so my pick six for the week. I'm uh, I'm starting off with Coastal Carolina first half minus thirteen. Uh, I I think the Jayhawks may be able to cover, but I just think for when the game early in the game, I think 
Coastal Carolina is just all gas, no break, wanting to just score 28 to 31 points in the first half. I think they handle that. I took Michigan State minus 20 and a half over Youngstown. Uh, Michigan State looked really good last week against Northwestern, and I was shocked just because, I mean, I was like probably, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know on record, but that total in that game was higher than I could have ever dreamed in a Northwestern football game at Northwestern. Um, I took the first half is actually 14 and a half right now, 14 and a half. Yeah. Um, I would, I would still take that. I might buy that down to 14, but I would still take yeah, 14, 14 and a half. half. Michigan state was minus, minus 20 and a half. Right. I'm taking Florida minus 28. I just think UCF is or USF. Sorry, not UCF. USF is terrible. It's uh, 27 and a half right now. Perfect. Take it. Yep. Um, I, I hate UConn and I think they suck. I'm taking Purdue. <laughs> Uh, minus, I saw anywhere from 33 or 33 and a half today. It's at 33 right now. 33. So put me in at 33. Uh, I'm taking the, I, I, the almost too obvious pick here. Texas minus six and a half. Uh, even if it goes to seven, I would take Texas minus seven over that. I think it'd be tough. Um, and then my last pick, I'm taking Iowa plus four and a half. It's at five. It's at five. Give me five. I, I do think Iowa state plays better, but I, I think Iowa's defense is good. I think. Even if Iowa doesn't win, I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, might come down to a field goal at the end. And so uh, those are those are my pick six. I got a couple others I'm playing for the weekend. But uh, let's start off hot with Coastal Carolina Friday, and uh, let's build that bankroll in Vegas, baby. <laughs> I got – and just so we know, I will be on every single one of your picks. Also in Vegas, as a sign of we better have a good time at your bachelor party, we better win. If we're not going to win together, we'll lose together. So that's just, you know, some people call me a team guy. I'm a team guy. I go with Rutgers minus two against Syracuse. Love that pick. I'm, I, I will think Syrac- that Syracuse well. played very well against Ohio. A lot of people, they were under, a lot of people had Ohio beating them. Syracuse won like 29-9. Now things change. Like, do they just, is Ohio not as good? I don't know, but I love. I'm talking about R- Ohio, not Ohio yeah, State. <laughs> yeah, Ohio. I love Rutgers. I love Shiano. I'm on their f- over four wins for the year too. So I think they come out. Anyway, it's minus two. There's an old saying in baseball. But don't think, just throw. Is that when you're pitching? Hey, don't think, just throw. Don't aim, just throw. Okay. Purdue minus 33. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't think, just throw. Yeah. You know, I, just don't don't overthink it. Uh, Purdue, Purdue won their game. UConn sinks. Etzel's gone. Um, he quit. I don't know. Like, normally when a coach quits, they fire. When they fire a coach, when they fire a coach, they get better. The teams are, yeah, they, the coach, the new coach pumps up. It's usually the guy that everyone loves, whatever. They give it to the defense coordinator. And that video I saw did not give me any confidence. And the coach just quit on him. I think the guys are just like, oh, whatever. Like, he quit. Like, fuck this guy. Um, so, I'm on there. I'm on UNLV ASU over 53 and a half. Ball State plus 22. Florida minus 27 and a half. And Georgia minus 24 and a half. So, we have a couple picks together. Um, I took out the BYU plus seven. You kind of, you kind of, uh... it's just tough. It's in Provo. That's the only reason why I think that BYU might cover. I don't see BYU winning, but it is a rivalry game. I mean, crazier things have happened. It, I mean, they always play early in the season. And it's always a heck of a battle. So who knows? Again, we're on, we're on a lot of favorites. I have four favorites, one underdog in and over. Um, so. five and one, and, and and follow along this weekend. Follow us, you know. Follow our Instagram. Follow our TikTok. 
it's going to be exciting. We're going to have a ton of content coming to you live from Vegas. And, and, on, and check in on Sunday as well. There are a couple, I think, spots that I've already scoped out for the NFL games as well that I absolutely love. And depending on how my Saturday goes, might might be betting five, six, seven <laughs> units. So I, I love them. Um, so follow along. We have some. We're having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Send in send in any picks for us that you would like. You think we should we should tag along with as well. We'd love to hear your guys' feedback as well. And uh, hey, let's should, make it another profitable week uh, yeah. with the boys. I think it's six, nine total units. We're up together, so yeah. it's good over two weeks. Which and only picking six games. It's not like we're picking thirty games. Um, follow us on Picard Pick Six and, and same on that's on Instagram and TikTok. Um, so hey. there we go. Absolutely. Hey, let's have a uh, let's have a weekend. Let's go boys.